Have you ever had a moment that shattered your best laid plans? Yep, shit happens. You're lost and not sure how to pick up the pieces. Discover a higher level of results when you join the Fab Five as we take you on a weekly adventure shifting you beyond your best plan. We reveal how to elevate your mind, body, and spirit and create a harmonious life. The Fab Five is passionate about making the world a better place. Through sharing our gifts, talents, and stories, you'll obtain the resources, strategies, and tools you need on your journey of healing and growth. Step into your authentic self, moving beyond your best plan. And welcome to Beyond Your Best Plan, the podcast where we inspire you to move beyond what you believe you could move beyond. In the studio today with me and on the mic will be Kathleen, whose mission is to guide parents who have experienced the loss of a child suddenly release pain and suffering and live in peace, presence and purpose. Catherine's purpose is to help others end internal suffering and accomplish their dreams. Claudette's mission is to help people on their spiritual path go from zero to 60, activating their inner guidance to heal and grow. And me, I'm Whitney, and I'm on a mission to help people do the work they love and love the work they do. So let me ask you this question. Are you confident? Do you consider yourself a confident person? Have you had those times when your confidence has wavered? And how did you get past those experiences? You know, I work with lots of clients. And if I could say there was one common theme across my clients is that they all want to improve their confidence, increase their confidence. And so today we're going to be talking about our experiences with confidence. When we have had our confidence tested or it wasn't there and what we've done to move through them. I was recently listening to an episode of The Daily J by Jay Shetty. And he talked about how to use what he calls the FAST method. FAST, F-A-S-T. F is for fit, A is for approach, S is for skill set, and T is for timing. And how to use this method to help you to evaluate the situations that take a hit on your confidence, right? And if you can evaluate what you've gone through and use it to reframe that situation or that event, then your confidence doesn't have to take such a hard hit. And so we'll talk about that as well, but Let's start, ladies, with hearing from you. What's your experience with confidence, with having your confidence impacted by a situation or people? And what have you done to move through those experiences? Yeah, so this has been a area, like many, many areas, 
where I feel like I've experienced a whole lot of growth. It's interesting, the word confidence, right? I feel like the journey for me has been like, you know, I exude confidence, right? And I am confident at things, right? And in the past, I feel like there's been a little bit of misalignment on how I come across like other people as in the confidence realm and actually how I feel inside. And, you know, this I've shared a lot about sort of my dance and my growth journey around feeling enough, feeling worthy. And, you know, those, that realm lowers my confidence. And I feel like there's areas where I am more confident, right? And come across as more confident. And then there's areas like I will say in intimate personal relationships, being, you know, in in relationship with, with like a loved one or intimate relationship is what we'll call it. Like, I don't, I'm not even confident enough to say what the F it's called, (laughs) but I will say I feel a lower level of, I don't know, confidence in that area. Right. And, and it could be around just feeling fears around rejection, even though that's just a story I'm telling myself, right? Or if it's like around worthy of love or even feeling lovable myself, which I feel like I am. And so it's like a day, I would say, but on the business side and things like that, there are areas where I am very confident and come across and feel that in my heart and soul. And also this journey of entrepreneurship with with Fit District, the dream was first placed on me about 10 years ago in my heart and soul. And at that time, you know, it took me about a good five years or so to really go after it because at the time when the dream was first placed in my heart and my soul, I had a whole lot of limiting belief stories that I don't have anymore. But it they were, you know, I didn't have the money. I didn't have the experience. You know, I didn't have like the body type to own a fitness business. I, all stories around worthiness and enoughness were all just these tied to limiting beliefs. And I spun in that for a few years. And I, and then I went to work on myself like a mofo. Okay. Like really, really diving in to these this worthiness and this enoughness story because I knew it was BS and I knew where it was coming from. And I was like in therapy for all these years that it was kind of like a hamster wheel. And then I switched and went into more personal development, coaching, really digging in. And then also, and so I really had to build myself for a good five years. I didn't have to, but I chose to. I I knew there was there was stuff there that I had to move through and believe get more to that belief or that confidence in myself. Right. And so that was part digging in, coaching, personal, I invest a lot into my own personal development still and did then and still do and will forever. And I also got into action because I also believe that when we are in action and we are progressing in action and moving through the journey of action, which is wins and not having wins, but it's all learning and growth, that also has built my confidence muscle. Um, 
in business, right? I haven't gone there yet on the personal relationship, intimate relationship side of building that muscle yet because I've been birthing a big old fit district baby the last couple of years. And, and I will be stepping into that as well in building that, that confidence muscle, because I do want to have a beautiful, loving, amazing, gorgeous relationship in my life one of these days. And I know I am confident that will happen. And I'm also confident that I need to build my confidence there. (laughs) So it's just fascinating how it's like confidence. It's like the awareness of, I have some work to do here. And for me, it was really tied to Enough, even if I'm portraying when people go, whoa, I would have never thought that you weren't confident or you felt this way inside, right? And so it's like kind of dancing with that, understanding the digging in, and then also being in action so that I'm like proving to myself almost, I don't know the right way to say it, but being in action and going through the, the up and down journey has certainly helped me build my confidence from where I was even 12 months ago. You know, you said a lot. And the very first... What, oh, surprise, surprise. <laughs> one of the very first things you said that really struck me, though, was that confidence is situational. And I don't think that people really stop to think about that, right? That you can be confident in one area and not in another area. And then the extrapolation, though, is that I'm not confident. Right. Because the things that we do, we focus on the negative and we focus on those areas where we're not confident and say, well, because I'm not confident here, the general statement is that I'm not confident. When in reality, all of us are confident in some things and not as confident in other things. And that's okay. Right. It's okay. We don't have to be confident in everything. And I will say this, having a lack of confidence in and of itself is not a bad thing unless it's keeping you from taking action, which is the other thing you said that is really important. And I am 100% in agreement with you on this, Catherine, that action is the key to confidence, right? We can't think our way confident. We can do some mindset shifts. We can reframe things. But ultimately, if we don't ever take action, you'll never know if you're really confident, right? And it is that building that muscle, that taking action that actually helps us to go, I know I can do this. I really do know I can do it because Ultimately, that's what confidence is, right? It's a feeling of having little doubt about yourself or your abilities. And until you do the thing, you'll never really know. You'll never really know. And so you can say, well, I think I can, and that's fine. But in the end, you take action regardless of how you feel right? You take the action regardless of how you feel. Feel the fear and do it anyway. I think when we started this podcast, 
we had some of that, right? Individually and collectively. Oh, I remember yes. us talking about it. I used to turn red every show <laughs> in the beginning. You remember that? Like the butterflies, the anxiety to just speak. <laughs> and now it's like... Because you didn't know, right? Now I'm still late. <laughs> I mean, turn a little red here and there. but <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. It's not bright red anymore. May I just add something to that real quick, Whitney? It's an action doesn't have to be this big old massive action action either. Because I wanted to share, I had a call this morning with my dad actually, and I got really spun about fears with finances. Okay. Sometimes my dad can be just see the negative and everything. And he, you know, means well, and it's not also like the nicest things to say. So, and I was spun after our call for a minute. And I literally just went, took Emma for a walk around the block And I, Tony Robbins calls them like incantations, or I know there's another word for it when you repeat certain phrases, but I just repeated certain phrases as I walked. Some of my neighbors probably thought I was a little crazy just talking to myself, but I was, you know, just getting out of my body, you know, how easily abundance flows to me, how easily it is flown. I'm abundantly blessed already. Abundance has focuses around finances. I am so grateful. I'm the creator of my reality. I am so grateful for this chance to go after my dreams and it's already being realized. And there's already abundance flowing, like just repeating this that the universe and God is co-creating with me and collaborating in this with me. So I am already massively abundantly blessed, right? Like just for 10 minutes, I was just saying all those things. And then I did a quick exercise where I just got really in my body for like two minutes and moved my body and like did some exercising and some truly just did some like screaming and got all that nervous energy out And then I had, because I had to go get ready for a thing that was happening at Fit District and I could not go in in that state. And so it was just like 10 minutes of these like abundant, simple, very simple, you know, there's been people in my shoes that are now just like this and are now, you know, billionaires and like just chant, like saying some phrases, got in my body and then boom, I was ready for the next thing. So it can be just simple, but finding what works. Love that. Right. And it, I think, goes to the point that I'll make in a little bit, but I see Kathleen is chomping at the bit to weigh in. Kathleen. Well, action is important. You know, I totally agree with that. And and, and so it could also be like a trigger word for some people. So I tend to call it practice. So I'm just going to go back, way back to 1994, which is a long time ago for many people. Most people are listening to this probably weren't even born at this point, but I was encouraged to run to be a legislator. I had never spoken publicly. I didn't know what Republican or Democrat was. I had no idea. Although I was a business owner, I had experience in other ways. I had no idea how to publicly speak. And I was scared shitless. Like, I had never gone to college either. So let's just put that all together. And I was running against someone who was a professor's daughter and also has her own master's in her experience. So the first time I spoke, I was a bumbling idiot. My entire body was shaking. I was sweating. I really felt like I was going to pass out. And I could not tell you what I said. 
today. Even though I had it all written down, I could not tell you what I said because it was absolutely horrific. Even the opposite party felt bad for me. And I've had, I've told this story before, but I think it's really important to talk about because I beat myself up so severely after that, that all I wanted to do was crawl under my bed, not get in the bed. I wanted to crawl under my bed and never surface again because I was so embarrassed. And I just kept, kept beating myself up over and over and over and over and over again. And it comes back to what Catherine said, you know, at the beginning of our podcast, her face would get red. She would, there's fear there, you know, of of publicly speaking, but the practice for me, it's about practice and allowing. So there's two things, there's multiple things. I wrote down a list of things, but holding yourself with compassion and practicing, continue to practice, even if it's in the mirror, if it's with a friend, if it's in front of a camera that's on recording yourself and then deleting it and then record yourself again, seeing yourself on camera, really believing and feeling inside you that you belong wherever you are. We are who we are, we are source energy, we are here for a reason, and wherever we are, we belong there. And it kind of brings me back to an experience I had in September or October of last year of being really criticized for how I showed up in a public arena. You know, there are 13 of us that were part of a group, and I was being criticized, like attacked, criticized, not kindly. (laughs) It was very much an attack on me. And I had the opportunity to sit there and feel into the words that were being spoken. And I got to feel whether those words were true to me or not. And while it hurt and it didn't feel good, I knew in my soul those words were not true to me. And so I got there from being in the moment, breathing through what was being said, not being attached to what someone else is speaking ill of me, listening to see if there were some parts of that were true or not for me. So where it's a growth opportunity for me, it's holding myself in deep compassion, reaching out to someone else who knows me deeply that can help me work through the emotions that bubbled to the surface around that and being curious about what growth opportunity is here for us and for me. And, you know, I, I look back from 1994 to today, that's, that's 30 years. Yikes. Ooh. <laughs> um, and I think, oh my gosh, thank you to myself for being willing to get up in front of a hundred people or more for the very first time and crash and burn and then get back up again and then get back up again and again and again. I never gave up on myself. Even though I criticized myself, I never gave up on myself. And today I speak on CBS, ABC, you know, I do podcasts, I've written books, I coach people, I host retreats, you know, that I've been a leader for the governor. So I'm not, this isn't a list of things of, oh, look at me. It's more of 
never give up on yourself and hold yourself in deep compassion. And where there's growth opportunities, allow yourself to grow with deep compassion. I have to keep coming back to that because I wasn't compassionate to myself. I actually shit it on myself (laughs) over and over and over and over and over again. And yet I kept going and I kept taking the steps because I started to listen to the guidance that was there for me, even though I didn't know that was the guidance. And you don't need to know, right? You don't need to know. You just need to sort of just keep going. And the thing that a lack of confidence does is it has an impact on our self-perception, our self-worth, our self-identity, right? And that's when it really becomes a problem when we start thinking that, that it means something about us if we don't get the outcome that we deserve. That's the way I want to put it. I don't want to call it a failure or a mistake, but we don't get the outcome that we are trying to get. That's an opportunity. It's an opportunity for curiosity, right? Because it's an opportunity to learn and grow. Yeah. Yeah. The one last thing I want to just add to that is that be willing to step into your healing journey. If there are limiting beliefs, which there will be, and there are along every path that you choose to take, there will be the limiting beliefs that will pop up or the earlier programs that are in your body. Be willing to step through that, look at it, be curious, feel through it, and recreate a new story. There's infinite possibilities around every situation you're in. Recreate the story that you're sitting in. And that's it. That's all. That, that was the last thing. Hopefully that won't be the last thing. We, we, <laughs> for now, for now, for now. Absolutely. And so it gives us an opportunity to, to learn and to grow, right? Ultimately. And that's what every experience is. Instead of looking at it as a failure or looking at it as something that says something about you, get curious about it and ask the questions. Does it mean something about me rather than just accepting it and then looking at what it actually means? What is the truth of the matter? And as I say, ask whether or not it's the truth of the matter, our truth goddess opportunity for you to weigh in. I love this because I... Lost my confidence in kindergarten. <laughs> That's when it started for Wait me. Wait a minute, stop. And, kindergarten. Um, <laughs> what year was that? <laughs> I don't even know. Don't even ask that. Like, it was a long time ago. And I auditioned for a play. I knew every part, every single role. My mom was like, I can't believe you know every single role. And I wasn't selected for anything. And I became a tree. And so I'm this tree on this stage and none of these other bitches, which if you're in kindergarten with me, I love you. But none of these other kids, like they didn't know the role and I'm whispering to them on the stage what the role is, trying to help them out. And I walked out of there feeling like I wasn't anything. Why didn't I get selected for a role? I was a tree and feeling sorry for myself. So I got on what I call the broke ass bus. And I rode on that bus for years, right? And 
this is what I learned about confidence. And I, I love what everyone's saying. And I want to add one more thing too. And this is how we roll. We continue to build on each other. Are you confident in what you can do or who you are? Are you confident in what you can do or who you are? Because what you can do changes as you grow. And when you first start to do something, you can't do it. And I think the ego tricks us into we should be able to do this and we can't. And then we get fearful and then we're casting our perception through ego and we back away because now we have this failure. But the journey inward is to get to know who the fuck you are. Excuse me for the F-bomb, but you know I love to say it. It is who are you and who are you as you show up in the world. And I'm going to tell you who I've discovered I am. And I hope this encourages you as you're listening to this to discover who you are. The first thing I'm not is a quitter. I'm loyal. I love you. And I love myself. See, this is the biggest thing. I love myself enough to give myself the grace to learn something. And I am okay sucking at first. Because everyone that has mastered something has sucked at it at first. And so I believe the confidence that the world seeks that is so elusive and that comes and goes is based on things that come and go. I believe a confidence that is eternal is who are you? I'm a daughter of God. I was created as a fractal of universal spirit. Because I am this, within me are keys to unlock the ability to conquer anything on earth. That's who I am. And so I trust that in going into the world, I can conquer anything. And you know what? It's not going to look like a heroine. It's probably going to look like a Saturday Night Live skit. But I'm still going to do it. And I'll figure it out. And so confidence is gained when we know who we are and we are not afraid to try something new. We're not afraid or embarrassed at how we look. I remember when I learned how not to be embarrassed. I walked into a bathroom. I'm in this cafeteria. I'm working for my first corporate job at an insurance company. And I had had a lot of situations with people in my unit and whatever. And I finally found a group of friends. And I come out of the bathroom and my skirt is tucked in my pantyhose. And I'm walking out with my right ass cheek just swinging in the wind. And I had a lady come up to me and she's like, you need to pull your skirt down. And I went, and I had walked through half of the cafeteria. And in that moment, I normally would have been mortified. And I went, oh, thank you. And I went, I guess everybody got a show. And I pulled it out, flipped my butt, laughed. And I was, there was something in me trying to be so mortified. And I went, no, I, no, I don't have time for that today. And it was like, I just, shh. this little bitch of an ego was trying to make me feel scared. And I'm like, no, 
They saw my butt in pantyhose. At least I had a good pair of panties on underneath. And a good butt. There are upsides to everything. (laughs) At that time, yes, I did, girl. Yes, I did. So (laughs) I'm like, it was really in shape. I was a runner. So, but I'm, I'm sitting here like, you know what? Who are you? And, and I'm going to tell you, you were beautifully made. You were wonderfully made. You can tap into infinite intelligence. If we just get out of our mind in the fear of not being able to do something, let's just pause. Let's go quiet. Send fear to the corner and tell it to shut up. You can do that. That is just moving the energy of it away from you and pause and go. What does the truth have to say about this new thing? I ask for the wisdom, the knowledge, and the understanding to do it. And I can do anything when I'm connected to truth, to God, to source, to that which I really am. And that's where we need to build our confidence because that's unshakable. It's eternal. And then as the world plays out and all this drama and all these things happen around you, you know who you are and you become unshakable in who you are. And so that's the journey I've been on. And when I, when I discovered that distinction, I was like, I can do anything. And there's something I'm learning right now that it's taken me way longer to learn it. But I, I sit and I don't go, I can't learn it. I go, I can learn anything. And this is unfolding as it needs to because I was born to succeed. And you may say, well, I don't believe that, but we were all born to succeed. This is why when we're not growing, we suffer. There's this pre-programmed thing of growth in us. And when we, when the lack of confidence halts us, and we hit a wall and we're like, I'm not going to do it. Then we feel like we're dying. We're contracting. We're constricting. So the most important thing is to keep growing. And you know what? I don't base it on if today I failed or succeeded. I base it on did I learn something, right? And am I going to be better tomorrow? That's all I base it on. And see, eventually, if you do enough of that, you're going to win. You're just going to win. And if I try something over and over and then my guidance says this is not the right way, I have won and successfully identified something I don't need to keep doing. But I follow the guidance. I never back away based on fear. And so I'm going to say who you are is actually where your confidence comes from. And the problem why confidence is so elusive is we look for it in the world. And it's not in the world. It's in who we are. And then we can do anything in the world. That's, I mean, that's just how my two two cents cents was worth the nickel. Um, (laughs) Because you're right, right? It's it's in who you are. And you can do all things, right? You can do all things. But staying grounded and confident and attached to the the true identity of who you are and the fact that if you just practice right as Kathleen says practice take one more step take an action keep moving you get where you're going the only way you don't is if you quit 
That's the only way you don't get where you're going is if you quit. So I want to share this fast method and it's an opportunity or strategy for you to just look at a situation and evaluate it. And again, FIT was an acronym or FAST is the acronym for FIT, Approach, Skill Set, and Timing. And then what you do with it after you have evaluated a situation. So you, you want to look at something and check to see if there was a fit. Does, does it match your, your goals and your desires? Right. And if it, it, if it doesn't match, there's an opportunity for you to release it. You don't have to hold on to something that it wasn't a fit for you in the first place. So I'll I'll go through all of these with the example. The first time I tried to, the first time I had a business, um, I would say that the fit for what I was trying to do, and I was trying to be someone else. I was working with a couple of motivational speakers And I wanted to do what they were doing. And I wanted to do it the way that they were doing it. And let me just say this. Anytime you're, you can model people, you can take the best that other people have, but trying to be other people is not helpful. Going back to Claudette's point about being confident in who you are, right? And what it is you are here to do. I was trying to be someone else. So what I was doing was not a good fit for me. And what you do with something that is not a good fit, you have to release it. You have to let it go. The approach that I was using was trying to be someone else, right? That wasn't the right approach. And with approach, you want to learn from it. So what did I learn when I came back the second time around to have a business doing basically the same thing I wanted to do the first time um, was to approach it differently. It was to look at what other people were doing, see what worked, what didn't work, but to put my own fingerprints on it. Skill set. Do you have the skill set that you need? And at the time, I would say that I did not have the skill set to do. There was some training that I needed. There were opportunities for me to practice what it was I was doing in order to make it work the second time around. And in between there, Kathleen talked about, you know, her very first speech at when she was running for office, not being a good speaker. And look at how she's grown over time. I had the same experience. The person I was then in terms of my ability to speak and to share stories and to impact people, it has grown with the mastery of my communication. And so there again, skill set, there's an opportunity to learn from it, to handle things differently the subsequent time around. And then the last one is timing. Is it the right time, right? And a lot of what we go through is just not, we have a desire to do something. It's not working for us. It's not the right time. And when the right time comes, 
you'll find it's like, oh my God, that was so much easier than it was the first time because for whatever reason, maybe it has to do with the fit and the approach and the skill set and things that you needed to learn in the interim. Now you have it and you can move forward with it. And so you release, just you're going to let go of those things that are where it isn't the right time is the best way to do that. So I want to leave for you a couple of things that you can do, a couple of other strategies that you can employ moving forward. Stop comparing yourself, right? Stay focused on you. Stay focused on who you are, what you bring to the table rather than what other people are doing. Relax and go with the flow. What's been brought up is to be compassionate with yourself, be forgiving, right? Be empathetic with yourself and let go of the things that you think should be happening in the way that it should, the way it should, let's just say the way it should happen. And then remember that life is short and you don't need to waste your time kicking yourself for things that didn't go the way that you wanted in the past. Okay. So with that, We want to thank for joining us for this episode of Beyond Your Best Plan. If you have not already, please review and rate our show and check us out on Instagram. Check us out on Facebook and in our Facebook group. If you want to share with us your experiences with confidence and how you have moved through the challenge of that, we would love to hear back from you. Whitney, I have a question for you. You're sitting here saying goodbye to everybody, and I want everybody to know what you're up to, because you know what? We need to know what you're up to. So what I want to share is an opportunity for you to check out a couple of ebooks. So one of the ebooks that I have is called The Magic of No. And it is, here's an opportunity for you to put your confidence muscle to use by saying no to those things that don't serve you, to those things that are not in your best interest at the time that they don't fit with your values and your priorities. It's called The Magic of No, and you can get it at shiftingintoaction.now.site, shiftingintoaction.now.site. Also available there is Love Your Work and Vision of Wellness. And so you want to step into your fullness, who you are, and what you're about Take the opportunity to get one or all three of those ebooks at shiftingintoaction.now.site. So, with that, Catherine, thank you. And Kathleen, thank you. You guys always bring fire to every episode. And just want to thank you for who you are and 
what you bring to the table. So for you, until next time, check that lack of confidence at the door. Do the fast assessment. Take action. Trust in who you are and take care. The Fab Five thanks you for joining us today as we assist you in moving beyond your best plans. We just ask that this week you find one way to step into your authentic self. Listen, review, and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. You can find us at beyondyourbestplan.com. See you on the other side of your best plan.